It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's what? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy and nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. <laughs> don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your or other podcasts and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast it is Wednesday night, and that means it's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Paul Zartman, flying solo tonight. Uh, both of my co-hosts are out on vacation, so you get to stare at my beautiful mug uh, for the next however long it takes me to recap the show. If you happen to be watching this, if you listen to this, I'm so sorry you have to listen to just me. But here we go. Um, it is Wednesday, the 22nd of February, and Dynamite came to us live from Phoenix, Arizona. The show was red hot. Well, the crowd was red hot to get us started right off the bat. Um, we are expecting a message, uh, an announcement from Tony Khan at some point tonight during the show, and we got that, and we'll talk about it um, as we get to that. So without further ado, uh, let's dive right into Dynamite tonight, shall we? We kick off the show with the All-Atlantic Championship match, Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Orange Cassidy starts out offering a handshake, Yuta takes a swipe at him instead. Cassidy avoids it and takes Yuta down and the two men then exchange pinfall attempts. Um, as we get towards the end of the match, uh, the two end up on the ring apron. Cassidy counters with a back body drop and then connects with a diving DDT and back inside the ring he hits another. The champion aims for her beach break but Yuta reverses with a pile driver and then the elbow strike. He tries a seat belt pinfall but but Cassidy responds with, um, or but uh, wow, lost my spot here. He tries for a seat belt pinfall, but Cassidy responds with elbow strikes of his own. Yuta then reverses into the seat belt pinfall, but after the kick out, Cassidy hits the orange punch only for Yuta to kick out. Cassidy follows it with beach break, but Yuta kicks out again. Yuta screams for more, and then the champion delivers another orange punch for the one, two. Orange Cassidy retains the All-Atlantic Championship. After the match, Cassidy wants a hug, and Castanoli comes out and tells Yuta to come with him, which he does. So Cassidy kind of extending that, hey, we used to be on the same team here um, kind of gesture, but uh, uh, apparently Castanoli says, no, we're not going to have any of that, and Yuta kind of agreed with that. 
Could the best friends in Wheeler Yuta ever reunite? Probably. Do I want them to? No. No, I don't. I never want to see them reunite. Uh, Cassidy has done great things since being... Or, Yuta has done great things since being out on his own and being back with Orange Cassidy and the best friends. I feel like that would kind of bring him down a little bit. Uh, Renee Paquette is backstage with Evil Uno and Adam Page, and Page says he asked them to stay out of it. Uno cuts him off and says he hears Dark Order is not on your level when he says that. He requests Paige stay out of the match that he has later tonight uh, with John Moxley. Up next, um, probably my favorite segment of the night, and that was Ricky Starks. Uh, he makes his way down to the ring, says it isn't a secret that he has dealt with interference from the JAS. To him, the message is clear because Jericho doesn't want to rematch with him, and he accepts it, so he is moving on from that. He has an open challenge for a match against him at AEW Revolution, as he will be damned if he is left off the pay-per-view. He knows someone is itching to get on the card, so he welcomes them to come down and do the damn thing. However, it is Chris Jericho who makes his way out instead of someone new, and he congratulates Starks for beating him. He tells him to put it in a box and look at it every night before he goes to sleep, as it will never happen again, as Starks isn't on his level, and he wishes him good luck on his open challenge. Pretty Peter Avalon, who uh, got a haircut then appears looking to answer the challenge but instead he gets dropped with a judas effect from a spiked jacket that jericho is wearing jericho says that you can't have revolution without him and maybe he should take the contract and have a rematch to embarrass him stark says he knows what will happen is js will come out and jump him but he doesn't know why he needs them unless he thinks he can't beat him Jericho says he can as he is the great Chris Jericho and one of the best to do this and he would sign the contract and write that JAS has to stay in the back except he doesn't have a pen. Turns out, however, Starks does and Jericho brings back the click of the pen in the style of the list days, which, okay, I popped for. I, I, I enjoyed um uh, the list Jericho not not many people did but uh, I was a big fan of the list Jericho just because you never knew what he was going to say or how he was going to I mean you always knew he was going to say you just made the list but how he was going to get there was my favorite part uh, Jericho signs the contract makes the match official for revolution and tells him to be careful what he wishes for as nobody outsmarts the Ocho but that leads to Stark smiling and winking at the camera because clearly Starks outsmarted Jericho here. Um, but that makes it all that much more fun to storytelling. Um, up next, we've got the Acclaimed versus Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. And right away, Lee Moriarty gets dropped by Max Caster via a shoulder tackle, and that is followed by an arm drag from Caster. However, Big Bill takes a cheap shot, and that allows his team to briefly gain control. Uh, I should mention um, the uh, rap that Caster and Bones came down to. I'm not going to get into the gory details of it, uh, but go watch it if you haven't seen it. He kind of explains why somebody's in a cast. Let's just put it that way. Uh, towards the end of the match, the guns head down and begin attacking um, 
their father, which leads to the acclaim chasing them around. But on the outside, Caster manages to send Bill headfirst to the ring post. However, inside the ring, Moriarty plants Bowens down to the mat and gets a near fall. He then hits the arrival, and Caster gets in with the mic drop for the win. Um, post-match, as they're celebrating, Tony Schiavone takes middle stage and welcomes out Chris Jericho. But before he can speak, Jack Perry jumps him, nails him with an elbow strike to the back of the head. He then brings out two chairs and considers the concerto, but Cage nails a low blow, then smashes the chair into the face of Jack Perry. All right, so let's go over the match into um, this segment. The match... I thought it was a pretty entertaining match. Uh, of course, you knew the Acclaim was going to win. They're going to stay hot until Revolution when they have the rematch in uh, the four-way tag team match, whatever we're going to call it. Um, but the segment, all right, I could have almost done without it. I mean, I know we're trying to build to Revolution, and we're trying to build quickly as, I mean, we're like a week out just over a week out uh, next Wednesday's the go home show the prediction show for KOP um, but yeah I don't know I, I probably could have done without this segment uh, up next the women's match earlier in the show than normal as we see Soraya with Tony Storm taking on Sky Blue Soraya immediately slaps Sky Blue but that leads to her fighting back with the first flurry of punches she manages to nail a big forearm strike tony storm gets on the ring apron to stop the next move as soraya then stomps away on her opponent in the corner before dumping her out of the ring and with the official distracted storm suplexes her for further damage outside the ring soraya launches her opponent into the barricade however back inside the ring blue responds with a submission attempt only for soraya to plant her down to the ring blue connects with a kick of her own but as she climbs to the top turnbuckle, Soraya stops it and joins her only to be fought back down as Blue comes in with a diving crossbody before nailing a knee strike and a drop kick to the side of the head. However, Storm distracts the official, which leads to her being attacked by Blue. Uh, Storm being attacked by Blue. When Blue turns around, Soraya connects with a thrust kick. She locks in her PTO finisher. Um, Soraya wins here, but I don't. I don't know if I call that a submission. Uh, she would say no. So, do you give no, and we call the match, or maybe it was a do you want to continue, and she said no. But either way, I'm. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Uh, but after the match, Storm and Soraya aim to spray paint blue, but Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter make the save. They run up the ramp and spray paint someone, or before they run up the ramp, they spray paint someone's sign instead. As they get up the ramp, Ruby Soho makes her presence known, but she is out to focus on the champion as she points to Hayter and makes it clear she wants the title. Uh, up next... Uh, okay, uh, now I know I said the Stark segment. Solo segment, probably my favorite, but my overall favorite. And I'll, I'll list off all my favorite stuff. Well, my match ratings and uh, my wrestler of the night later. But uh, this segment between Brian Danielson and MJF really, really brought this feud home. 
Uh, Brian Danielson makes his way out, and he says it seems like the crowd might want him to win the AEW championship, which, of course, leads to a yes chant. Danielson says he will be doing everything in his power to beat MJF for the title, but he first wants to address what MJF said last week. He said that he hates Brian Danielson, and that leads to Danielson running down some of the things that MJF has done to him lately. MJF then comes out and says he is the guy who got stranded by anyone he looked up to or was thrown away like trash by people who said he loved him. He then met a girl who he fell in love with and he got down on one knee and said he wanted to start a family, but she left him. Now the only thing that stops him from grabbing pills and calling it a day is the world title, but not Danielson. Everyone respects him and chants for him. MJF claims Danielson has something he never will, which is a family, and he takes that for granted. MJF reveals that he hates him because Danielson has had more head trauma than anyone in this business, yet he's still in his sport. Every time he steps in the ring, he says wrestling is more important than his family, and that spits in his face, and he is taking everything he'd kill for for granted. He says Danielson is no better than his drug-addicted mentor, William Regal, but he is worse as he is addicted to the spotlight, and at Revolution, he will get the spotlight that he needs as he will punish him. MJF wants to speak to Danielson's children, but Danielson tells him not to dare or he will kick the shit out of him. However, MJF looks directly to the camera and addresses Danielson's children and says he will make Dada pay for his selfishness and he will make sure Dada can never play with him again or with them again. He's going to give Dada a present on March 5th and that gift is early onset CT. But before he can finish, he gets cut off by Danielson, who begins brawling with the champion until security drags them apart. Both men break out once again to keep fighting, uh, but that leads to more people hitting the ring to pull them apart. Uh, Danielson got in one last big blow here, and he put his entire body into this thing like he came out of not out of nowhere uh but he came with full head of steam and just clocked him with that last shot uh we go backstage as they were trying to get ringside settled down to jamie hater uh saying that uh, they're getting a little fed up with things for Soraya, and maybe she is worthy of a title match, but she's trying to ruin things from the ground up. She also says Ruby Soho is deserving of a title shot, and she suggests they make it a triple threat at Revolution. So we're starting to see more and more things come together for Revolution. Um, I'm already starting to get my picks together. I won't reveal any of them tonight. Uh, because, you know, we got our big predictions next week. Uh, Tanner won't be here for that, but uh, Shep has has assured me that uh, he will be present for uh, predictions, which is good because one of us is going to win, so we both got to be present. Up next, um, we have the AEW Revolution Tag Team Battle Royal. I <laughs> This thing was just pure chaos. It was entertaining. Uh, at the tail end, uh, we see that uh, Strokes is left, or Trent is left alone against Jarrett and Lethal. But as he tries to eliminate them, Singh runs around to try and make the save. He does that perfectly when he holds both as they were 
following an attack by Trent. However, Trent gets hit by the stroke, but he skins the cat. And while they think it is over, Orange Cassidy returns to help. However, uh, Taylor manages to throw out Lethal... And Trent then almost throws out Jarrett, but Singh stops him by catching him. Inside the ring, Lethal hit the stroke and throws him out, uh, meaning Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett join the um, tag team four-way match as we now have uh, your champions, the Gun Club, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, and the Acclaimed will find out the fourth team next Wednesday on uh, Dynamite. Next, we go backstage where Tony Khan is shown alongside Rene Paquette, and he says he has a huge announcement to make and that he thinks it would be best made by a major star. And Adam Cole appears. He said last week he was excited about the idea of telling more of his story. He says next week in March, there is a... Or he says one week in March, there is a weekly one-hour television series called AEW All Access where you will get a detailed look at the AEW superstars, and it's something you won't want to miss. He is getting to show a lot of his story on that, and he's excited to share that journey. He also has more good news. The night the show debuts, he will make his in-ring return. Now, of course, we don't know for sure when this show will debut uh i'm sure we'll get more on that next week it'll probably be the wednesday after revolution if i have to say anything about it uh up next is the main event john moxley versus evil uno uno charges out of the gate and attacks john moxley repeatedly even raking the back of the blackpool combat club member but he turns things around immediately and stomps down on the head of Moxley or stomps down on the head of Evaluna. The Dark Order star responds with a big boot and he uses his jacket to whip Moxley and choke him as he then bites the head of the former champion before hitting several splashes in the corner. Uh, as we get towards the end of this um, we see uh, Uno get back into the ring Moxley nails a boot to the head immediately, and he repeatedly hits crossface strikes as uh, Uno has been bloodied, and the blood becomes more visible underneath uh, Evil Uno's mask. He fights back with a slap and then a pile driver, and Uno follows it with a second one, but Moxley kicks out. Moxley responds by locking in a sleeper hold, and he transitions that into the driving elbow strikes, but Moxley then transitions yet again into the bulldog as the blood pours out of the mask. And the masked man ends up fading out, and Moxley gets his 100th win. I did not realize this was going for Moxley's 100th win, so had I known that, of course, there wouldn't have been any um, question. But uh, I say there wasn't any question to begin with. But um, this probably could have been done a little lower on the card. After the match, Moxley refuses to let go of the submission until Silver and Reynolds hit the ring to make the save. But then Wheeler Yuta and Claudio appear and they start fighting the Dark Order. Uh, but Adam Page then charges down. He pulls out some barbed wire, attacks his revolution opponent in the face with it which busts moxley wide open as well page then aims for the buckshot but moxley scrambles away to avoid it 
Alright, so main event, pretty good. Again, could have been lower on the card in my opinion, but uh, I don't hold the pencil. But with it uh, being for Moxley's 100th win, I, I kind of understand why um, they put it at the main event. Uh, so now I want to talk a little bit about uh, AEW All Access. Um, I'm excited that we're going to get uh, another hour of television. Um, but right after Dynamite seems seems a little weird that they they keep saying they want to stay away from that three hours time frame. But uh, then we turn around and put All Access on right after dynamite so it's still three hours it's just not one consistent show um i'm interested in getting to see aew like we've never seen it before that's kind of what adam cole says we're gonna see so i'm excited for that i'm excited i'm guessing with him making his in ring return the first episode is going to focus on adam cole and his journey um back to the ring his recovery process and what all he's had to go through there were way too many hints at that to not be that um so yeah i think uh i think all access is going to be good um could it be at a different time slot probably was i hoping for something else yes i was hoping for either forbidden door 2 uh or roh had a tv deal unfortunately i didn't get either of those so we just get all access again i'm i'm okay with that all right so let's go over um my rating for tonight's show um i kind of hinted at the beginning that this was going to be a quick show we're probably going to stay under the 30 minute mark here um i gotta grab a drink real quick though so my rating for tonight's aw dynamite Overall, um, not as high as some people probably would think, and um, my other two will probably give me a little bit of uh, backlash for this one, but I'm, I'm going to go with a 6.7 for this week's episode. Um, the the two segments that really saved this for me um, were Starks and the Danielson-MJF segment. Um, I was a little disappointed though. Uh, I, I noticed a lot of little details of things and I was a little disappointed to know that the arena itself was in closed captioning. And by that, I mean, they had screens up in the corner that was saying what everybody had in their promo. So when Danielson was talking, it was flashing. I noticed it during the uh, Stark segment. If you uh, if you get a chance to go back and watch it and you're not sure what I'm talking about, watch to the left of Stark's head. You'll see white or yellow writing appear on a digital screen. It's closed captioning. Whatever Starks is saying, it's appearing up there eh, about five, ten seconds later. So I was a little... I'm not not concerned by it, but it was just kind of a little shocking why the arena needed to be in closed captioning. Um, I understand you you occasionally have some people who are hard of hearing come to the show, um, but it it was kind of cool, but it was kind of weird at the same time. I guess is what I'm I'm getting at here. Um, but my wrestler of the night, see that's a little hard. The easy way to go would be moxley with his hundredth win um you could go 
Jay Lethal, you could go Jeff Jarrett, you could go anybody in the Battle Royal who lasted, you know, more than 30 seconds. Uh, you could go Soraya, you could go Sky Blue, but I've got to go MJF. Um, I know, again, he didn't wrestle, but he delivered a very, very solid promo, and that promo really kind of pulls at you. It, it draws you into what's going on in this storyline. So, yeah, I got to go MJF is my uh, my wrestler of the night, and uh, I'm even going to throw in my, my match of the night. And I'll go the Battle Royal for that one, just because I enjoyed it. Um, I know it wasn't everybody's cup of tea, but I enjoyed it. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it that rating of best match of the night. All right. So with that, I guess would be the time to say um, check out the Kicking Out Shop at kickingoutshop.com be sure to give yourself uh, a chance to go there and look get some great merchandise support a great podcast look great doing so i'll still go ahead and uh, plug everybody when i get to them just in case you were wondering but uh, be sure to follow the kicking out podcast on all social media at kicking out pod and uh if you haven't done so yet, you've got to follow us on social media. We've got all sorts of cool things over there that you would probably be surprised by. So go take it a look. See what you think about it. Share it with your friends. It's at Kicking Out Pod. It's very easy to find. And I mean very easy to find. It's probably the easiest uh, podcast to find. I mean, who else says Kicking Out Pod? You can find it. I promise you it's at Kicking Out Pod. It's not that hard to find. Uh, anyway, uh, be sure to listen to us wherever it is you listen to um, your other podcasts. And if that happens to be Apple Podcast, give us that five-star review because we want to be five-star KOP. Help us rise through the rankings. We're climbing up there in Canada, but we want to do the same thing here in America. So give us that five-star rating. Be sure to follow the KOP Predictions Champion, Tanner Lee, Tanner Lee 92 on social media. Follow Austin Shepard at the Shep27 on Twitter. And be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman921. And stay up to date with what we're doing with the Kicking Out podcast. And with that, I know I said it was going to be a pretty short show, but uh, that's going to do it. So uh, join us again next week. Shep and I will be here next week. I can assure you that much uh, as we make our predictions. Tanner will have sent his in. I might forget to read them. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens next week. Uh, But until then, uh, enjoy wrestling. Just enjoy wrestling. That's all I got to say. And uh, join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. We'll see you guys next week.